Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning, everyone. My name is Josh Fontaine. Obviously, I am not David Villa. He is on vacation still. And uh, I was able to be with him on Saturday down at the beach, and he and Diana were relaxed, which is a great thing. And uh, we're ready to get him back in here, though. Um, I'm the VP of Sales here at IPD, and uh, I'm definitely honored to be a part of this this morning. I have uh, Sam and Mike Cherup in the studio with me here this morning. Good yo, morning, yo. gentlemen. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I hate. I have these headphones on and there's literally like a quarter second delay on when I talk and when I hear myself and it's like, it, it, it drives me a little bit. It the does. Delay is, it throws you off for sure. Yeah. So we're going to stumble through this today. I don't do this a ton, so uh, hopefully we'll get through it. But I do want to share a couple things with us this morning. Um, one thing, uh, my side gig since I was 14 years old is I am a preacher. I've been doing that for a long time. And uh, so I have had an opportunity, a unique opportunity, experiences traveling around to different churches and meeting different people. And uh, and in my time of traveling, especially in the last couple of years, I think last year we definitely saw this um, really heightened with people uh, in people's minds and their hearts. Uh, and that's worry. People worried about the future, worried about the pandemic, worried about their jobs, worried about their children going to school, worried about, you know, what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. And how is this going to affect my 401k? How is this going to affect my future and all those things. And so um, as I and one thing that really uh, sparked what I want to share this morning, I was in a service uh, up in Lynchburg, Virginia a few months ago and they had a testimony night and they had a, a several college students mostly from liberty university and um so they're all in their early 20s late teens early 20s college students and they are getting up to share their testimonies and one after the other especially young women got up and talked about their anxiety and their depression and their fear and the things that they struggle with and um, how they're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. They're, they're still walking through it. And I said, man, you know, these, these guys are young. They have their whole life ahead of them. They are, uh, you know, they're in church. They're, they're obviously trying to make good decisions with their lives, but they're battling worry and fear and fear of the unknown and fear of sickness and fear of all these things. And so I want to just talk a little bit about something good because recently I was spending some time with the Lord in, in prayer and I was praying and I was talking to the Lord about some things that were going on in, in my life, my family, uh, my older brother, uh, he's a year older than I am, just had a, a pretty major surgery, uh, had a, a large tumor on his esophagus. It was non-cancerous, praise God for that, but he had to have pretty serious surgery and we were facing all of that. And so I was just committing all of those things to the Lord. And, and I believe that we should, the Lord wants us to, he invites us to, uh, but I was praying about those things. And in my heart, I just really felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, uh, if you will give these things to me, I will keep them. And, uh, when he said that, I really felt the, the Holy Spirit breathe on the word keep. And so I started checking that out a little bit. And 
um, kind of went into that word. And, and that's how the Lord oftentimes shares things with me. He'll give me a word and then I'll kind of go on a journey into that word and its meaning and in the word of God and things like that. And so that's kind of what happened here. He said, I'll keep what you give me. And uh, so I want to talk about his keeping power this morning for a few minutes. And uh, and I welcome you guys to chime in. Um, once I get rolling, sometimes I, I talk a lot. So if you guys have feedback, I definitely welcome it. Just oh, interrupt yeah. me. And um, but well, we're talking dive. about you're talking about something that I've lived through and I've talked about on this podcast before, which I mean, yeah. it, you are talking about worry, but ultimately anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. 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 Anxiety, fear, which leads to depression. It leads to all sorts of different things. Yeah. And so I have people very close to me in my life as well, my family that battle that. Uh, my wife has had a seven-year battle with, with those types of things and has come a long way and has had a lot of victory in her life in those areas. But, man, it's been a, it's been a journey. So I have a new empathy for people that battle things like that for sure. And, um, you know, I believe that the answer is always Jesus. I just, I, I'm not, I'm convinced of that. I believe that no matter what the problem is, I can't help anybody. There's nothing I can do to help you, but I believe that Jesus is the answer today. So, um, and the word of God is our standard. It's what we go to is life in the word of God. Um, his word is alive. It's, it was breathed upon men. They it was inspired by the Holy spirit. They penned those words. And, uh, and so, so I, I just believe in the word of God today. I believe the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away. And the Lord said, but my word will never pass away. It'll stand the test of time. So we can stand on that. It becomes a foundation for our feet, an anchor for our souls, anchor of our hope. And that's what the word of God is. In Psalms 91, 11, let me tell a really quick story on this, this, this chapter in Psalms. Uh, when I was 10 years old, my family moved to Haiti. We gave away all of our earthly possessions and we moved to Haiti. Uh, I was a 10 year old kid. I had an 11 year old brother and I had an eight year old brother and then my parents and then two other people went with us and we lived in a place uh, called uh, Mariani, Haiti. And we were there in 1991 during the worst government overthrow in Haiti's history. It was their worst coup ever. Aristide was president. They were trying to oust him from power. And uh, during that time, our home was shot. Um, I watched people burned alive. Horrible things happened during that time. Uh, We couldn't get out. People couldn't get to us. Um, And every night, we had no electricity or anything like that. And so at night, by lantern light, we would sit. And we would read this chapter over and over and over again. And it brought such a calm, such a peace, because it got our eyes off of all the chaos happening around us and back on the one we knew was able to keep us. And he did. Obviously, I'm 40 now, and that was a long time ago. I'm still sitting here. So he did get us out. I flew out of Haiti on a five passenger plane that a lady hired a pilot to come to Haiti to get us out. So we were the last plane to leave until the UN got there. Um, so it was kind of like a, back then I thought I was in a Chuck Norris movie. It was kind of an adventure, you know, but it was scary. Is that why uh, you're growing the beard out now? That's why I'm growing the beard out. I'm I actually going because my beard is so red. I'm actually going for the Chuck Norris look. I mean, that's, I, I like didn't it. Wanna, I've never actually said that publicly out loud. So <laughs> it is out. Everyone knows now. Thank you, Mike Chair. I want to be the next Chuck Norris. Uh, so <laughs> Psalm 91 11 says this, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. They'll bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. 
So we have the word of God. We have the power of God. We have angels. We have holy angels that are dispatched to watch over, protect us, to keep us everywhere that we go, everything that we do. And they're walking with us. They're watching over us. The angels of God are, are with us and they're fighting for us. They're defending us. They're protecting us. You know, I think I, I firmly believe that I, when we get to heaven and we get on the, into eternity, we get to look back on our life. I believe we're going to have a, a clearer picture of what that means. I think we're going to really see just what God did to preserve us and keep us in this salvation that we've been given in Jesus. You know, our covenant with Jesus gives us access to the Bible calls great and precious promises. And they're promises that are yes and amen to them that believe them. So there are promises given in the word of God. Now there are conditions to the promises, but there are promises given to us and I believe that as the people of God, as people that are in covenant relationship with Jesus, we have been granted access to these things. But I watch the way we live our lives. And I think whether it's a lack of understanding or a lack of belief, um, we, we walk beneath what Jesus really paid for. The, the Hebrew word for keep in this chapter, in this verse that I read, um, is shamar. And it, it means to properly hedge about as with thorns, that is to guard. It is to protect, to attend to, be aware of, be circumspect, take heed to, keep, mark, look narrowly, observe, preserve, regard, reserve, save, sure, wait, watch for. It's literally to be a hedge of protection around your life. It's when they would take a hedge of thorns and place it around their property to protect their livestock from, from wolves and from, from bears and from, from thieves that would try to come in and steal. They had, they used thorny walls around their, their properties to protect them. And then that's that same word uh, is used here to say that he'll give his angels charge over us to keep us. They will hedge about us as a thorny uh, a wall to protect and keep what we have, who we are, what we do, they're here to help us. Philippians 4, 6 says this, be careful. One translation says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Don't worry. Don't be anxious in everything. Give thanks. We can trust the goodness of God. We can trust in the in the sovereignty of God, in the power of God, in the salvation of God. We can stake our hope in those things. We can trust those things today. And we can be careful or anxious about nothing. And it says in verse 7 of Philippians 4, and the peace of God. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. What does that mean? I'm going to give you a peace that doesn't make sense. I'm going to give you a peace that transcends circumstance. It transcends ages. It transcends the things going on in your life and in the world around you. I'm going to give you a peace that passes all understanding, human reasoning. You can't figure this out. One of the greatest testimonies of the believer is when we can walk in peace when we should be falling apart. It doesn't mean there's times that we don't fall apart, but the grace of God is sufficient. He's there with us in those moments, in those times, and his, his peace that goes beyond understanding will keep. That word keep means to be a watcher in advance. That is to mount guard as a sentinel. So to be a fortified watcher, a fortified city, a fortified wall around your life, that, that peace will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. 
So my heart and my mind, my emotions, my soulish realm, my the the my fears, my concerns, my feelings, all of those things are kept by the peace of God, which passes human understanding. That's powerful, man. Like that's that's a that's a promise. That's a promise that we've been given as followers and disciples of Jesus. That He said, "Hey, I'm going to be with you." I'm going to, my peace, I'm going to leave with you. And it's not a peace that the world can give you. It's not contingent on worldly circumstances, on situations. It's not, it's not hinged on what's going on around you. It's not hinged on what's happening in you or to you. This peace, it transcends, it goes beyond all of those things. And that peace will keep you. So I can anchor my hope in that. I can anchor my, my future in that he's able to keep that thing that I commit to him. Against that day, one verse says in scripture, and but it's through Christ Jesus. It's through the person of Jesus. It's through who Jesus is in my life, who he's been for me and to me. What do you guys think? I mean, is this, is this something, I mean, Mike, I know you've battled with anxiety and things like that. I mean, how, how do you, how do you combat that? I mean, is this, is this, uh, do you, have you found that peace in areas of your life where it doesn't make sense, where it, it, it transcends. I mean, if you guys ever had those times in your life where you, you walk through something that was really difficult and you look back on it and it was only by the hand of God that I made it through that, you know, that I kept my mind, I kept my peace. I kept my, my sanity, you know, I know I have, I've definitely had those times. Like it's the grace of God that I haven't gone crazy. My wife hasn't gone crazy, you know, but God keeps us and we walk through it and we see his hand on our lives. It was, think? um, so I've had, <clears throat> I've talked about this before. Um, I had a two year bout with health anxiety, um, where I had this overwhelming fear that I was going to have a heart attack. Hmm. And what's weird is it was always, it was at a time in my life where I was probably serving, I was serving at a church and it was, we, it was odd because the solutions to part of the solutions to that was to actually step away from playing drums where I was playing at for a brief period of time because my doctor was like, I'm not sure where your pain is coming from. He's like, your heart's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with your heart. Like every single time you've been to the ER, your EKG looks perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. There's nothing off about you. I'm not sure where the pain's coming from. So then we started dissecting other parts of my life, trying to figure out where's this pain coming from. And at one point he's like, maybe you need to stop playing drums so heavily for a short period of time, because I think that you have an issue with your shoulder. And I think that's where the pain is coming from. Hmm. So it was interesting that one of the solutions was to actually step away from an area of my life that I was very gifted in, which was also mm -hmm. a very big moment for me because at that moment in my life, as weird as this is going to sound, um, I had to get back to learning how to worship God away from playing an instrument. I, and that was ultimately where I was failing. Like I was starting to get to a point where I was kind of jaded. I was kind of burnt out. I was like, am I really making a difference? Am I going through enough? Am I doing this the right way? So over months and months and months, you know, I'd be playing. And I remember specifically having to leave service because we had two every Sunday. I specifically remember having to leave one because my anxiety had kicked into such high overdrive. I couldn't, I've never really explained this to anybody. And I'm being extremely transparent when I say this, when I was having these anxiety attacks, the only thing I could see in my mind in a weird way was that like an image of a heart and just watching it stop beating. Hmm. And I could never get it out of my head. Hmm. I was sitting in the middle of a church thinking about that, listening to the pastor talk. That was what was stuck in my head. I hmm. couldn't get it out. Um, so anxiety can cripple you. Sure. And it is one of the hardest things to overcome. And I remember I finally 
talk to my leader. I ended up stepping down for a month just to take a break to see if it would help. And I remember there was a moment where I was really just praying. It's like, why am I dealing with this? Like, why can I not get past this? And God said, there's too many things in your life that you're not allowing me to have control over. Mm -hmm. And you're focused on too many different things. You're focusing on all these things instead of allowing me to handle them. He's like, I will let you work, but you have to trust that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And an even more reasonable example, or not reasonable, recent example was Saturday. Um, you know, we have next week is a huge week for myself, our marketing team, and everything that we have going on in our company. Yeah. And Saturday, I was working at my family's business, and I spent half of my day or three quarters of my day at work worried about everything going on next week. And I remember there was, it was right around, like six o'clock, I was sitting there and I kept thinking, I kept thinking, I kept thinking, I just hear this small voice that says, just trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. Sorry. I just went on a really long rant. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what it, that's what it ultimately boils down to is sometimes you just need, it's funny how God talks to you sometimes it's, you know, you see movies and you see all these different things, you know, where, you know, God is this loud booming voice. Um, and Josh will probably know this. And I just remember seeing the video that Elevation did on it, but it was called a whisper in chaos. And mm -hmm. um, it was, he was like in the mountains and like God sent a storm, God sent an earthquake. And then, but he never spoke. He never spoke through all of that. And mm -hmm. then when everything finally settled down, the way he spoke was in a whisper. Yeah. And it amazes me because like, I've heard people talk about that before and how, why people talk, like why you talk in a whisper. It's actually like you're, you're conscious, you're subconsciously trying to make somebody listen to you even more. Right. And it's always, I've always, I just, I thought about that recently. And I'm like, now, I, now I understand why it's never a loud voice. It's never some explosion in the sky that gets your attention. It's always yeah. a tiny whisper. And it's always to be like, wait, did I just hear that? What did you say? Say that yeah. again. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sorry. Good. I just went on a, I just no, went that's on a, okay. It's great. <laughs> no, it's it, great. Yeah, it was good. I, I feel like I've been like dealing with the same thing, like a lot of anxiety lately. Just for a lot of things. Um, for one, I just got accepted at FSU, and that was, you know, big for me. It's something that I've been working on for the, like the last past four years now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's weird when I have like I have everything that I've ever wanted right now, but yet my mind still plays tricks on me. If that makes sense, like, sure. they, like I have like everything is going right right now, and yet I still have like something like deep in my thoughts, like, am are you good enough for this? Yeah. Are you sure you really want to do this? Yeah. You've wanted this all your life, but it's finally here. Are you sure you're, yeah. you're ready right now? Yeah. And that's what I've been dealing with. Like, every, like I have this great job. I have a great church. I have great, I'm working on this great project with my brother. But yet still, it, it's like subconsciously is like, I don't know, something's in there. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you get you get in that loophole of like thinking negatively all the time and not really yeah. relying on God. Yeah. And that's what when I went to church last last night, I just laid it at the feet and I felt like this peace come through me last night. Awesome. So that's, that's something that I've been like dealing with lately. Awesome. And yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, the thing is guys, like we, we have a tendency to help God out. You know, we feel like in our, in our finite mind, we, we start taking ownership of our lives in a, in an unhealthy way. You know, there's things we have to take ownership of our choices, our decisions, things like that. But there are things that only, only God can do. And, um, we have to trust him. We have to let him be God and we have to let him be, you know, and when we feel like the weight of the world's on us, 
then we've picked up a load that we weren't supposed to be carrying all along. You know, he said, if you're, his yoke is easy, his burden's light. He said, if you're, if you're weary, you're heavy laden, you're weighed down. He said, come and learn of me. I'm, I'm meek and lowly of heart. And he said, if you can, he said, you can cast your cares on me. Why? Because I care for you. I can be trusted with that thing. Whatever that thing is, you can trust me with it because I care about you. And I don't think that we really, I think we just live our lives and we hear messages, Jesus loves you. And we sing it as kids, Jesus loves me this. I know, you know, he died on the cross and we know all those things here and we, and it leads us to repentance. It leads us to want to be disciples and followers of Jesus. But man, I, I my prayer for all of us is that we would get a, a deeper understanding, a deeper revelation. I've been asking God to give me a deeper understanding this year of the depths of his love for me the depths of his love for us that love that that is if it has to be it, it will violently come in and and overthrow things in your life it will come in and expose you in love and in grace it does it because he loves you like it's this love that that is able to come in to, you know, I see it this way. You're, you're in a prison cell that you've created a prison cell that's been created by your own fear, your own anxiety, your own uh, doubt, your own worry, all these things. And it's this love, you know, it's, it's like something from a movie where the, the hero comes in, kicks the doors down and picks you up and carries you out. I mean, that's what he's our savior. He's our redeemer. He's, he's our victory today. And it's all about Jesus. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, I couldn't imagine trying to face life right now and the way things are in the world. Uh, I think about my children. I think about their future. I think about the world that they're inheriting. I think about those things all the time. I have a 12 and a nine year old and I think of often about the life they're, they're going to have and, and the world they're inheriting and how crazy things have been and how crazy they're getting. And I couldn't imagine having to face that without the stability of knowing that the God of the universe holds me. He knows me. He sees me. He cares about, about me. So we'll get, keep going here for a minute, but that was great. And, and I'm so glad that you guys are seeing victory in that. And it really is sometimes it's just that stopping, recognizing it, casting that care back on him. God, I've picked it up. I've tried to help you out. I'm trying to be you again in my life. And you do it a whole lot better than I do is I'm going to let you be God. And I'm going to be your, your child. And I'm going to let you be dad. And, um, well, it's the human, it. it's the human side of us. We it always, is. it, it, it really is. No matter, is no matter who you are, no matter yep. if you say you're a control freak or not, we are wired to try to just handle things our own way. It's yep. literally wired into our brains to be able if you see something in front of you, it's not, let me pray first. It's let me just try to move it. Yeah. I don't care if it weighs 4,000 tons. I'm going to, you know, at least yeah. stand there and push it a little bit. Yeah. It may not budge, but I'm at least going to try before, instead of going like, Hey, yeah, maybe I should just ask. <laughs> yeah, we do. We exhaust everything that we can do first. And then we turn to God yep. and he's there the whole time saying, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that if you'll give it to me. That was the condition when that, when he spoke that to my heart, I'll keep what you give me. My part in that is I've got to give it to him. And, uh, and that's, but, but that's where trust comes in and uh, it's important. Second Thessalonians three, three says, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. He will keep you He'll watch over you, protect you. Um, second Timothy one 11, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles for the which cause I suffer these things. Paul, we know what Paul suffered, um, for the sake of the gospel. He said, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded. I've, my mind is made up on this. And tomorrow I'm going to talk about being persuaded. He said, I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that God 
that I have served, that I have followed, is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He's able to keep it. So if we know those things, he's given us a peace that passes understanding. He's God and we're not. He's able to keep the things we give him. He's able to, to watch over and protect them. We know all those things. Why do we worry? I believe that worry in its most simple form is a wrong focus. I'm, I have focused my attention, my affection, my, my gaze, my, all of my focus and attention has been shifted to the wrong, the wrong place, the wrong thing. We focus so much on what we're going through or what we're feeling or what we've experienced or what's happened to us or what might happen that we get our mind, our eyes off of the one who is the answer at the end of the day. So I want to give a couple of scriptures and where you're done because I want to make sure we do this in the right time. But And I won't read all these verses, but David said in Psalms, I love David because David, he opened up his life and we get to see both sides of David. We get to see the good, the bad, the ugly with him. He's running for his life. He's scared. He's He's got people trying to kill him un, unjustly, all these things. And he says, why? He's talking to himself in Psalms 42. He says, why are you cast down, oh, my soul? Being cast down is depressed. Why are you depressed? Why are you anxious? Why are you afraid, soul? Oh, my soul. Why are you disquieted? That's the removal of quiet. Why is there chaos? Why is there, uh, why is there this clamor, this, this clanging, this loud, these, this loudness in my mind, in my heart? Why am I overwhelmed with thoughts? Why is my mind racing? Why am I, why have I lost my peace? Why have I lost the quiet, that inner quiet that comes when we are rooted in God? Why are you disquieted within me? And then he tells us a couple things to do. He says, hope in God. Put your hope, soul, focus your attention back on God. Put your hope in him and praise him. So I believe that one of the things that is key when we're in those moments, and it's not a, it's not a one prayer fixes it oftentimes. I have people that are walking through things right now and they want to pray one prayer and it be over. And that's just not how it works. Sometimes we're learning, we're being dependent on him. We're learning to trust him. But I'm, I feel like one of the the two remedies that that David gives us here for that disquieted feeling that that where the quiet is gone that inner peace has left and we're cast down in our countenance we're sad we're afraid we're depressed the answer for it according to David here is to hope in God and praise him in the midst of it yet will I praise him he says I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I will yet praise him. I'm in it. I'm going through it. I feel it in my emotions. I'm feeling it, but I am choosing in this moment to put my hope in him and to yet praise him. There is a yet praise that has to be released in our lives. It confuses the enemy of your soul and it brings your focus back to the God who is able to help you, to protect you, to keep you. So it's 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 shifting our focus. It is remembering who God has been. Later in that chapter he says, "I remember. I remember your faithfulness. I remember what you've done for me." I encourage people to read Psalm 42. It's so so powerful. He says, I remember what you've done and I praise you for who you've been in my life. If you've done it, then you'll do it now. You're the same yesterday, today, forever. I can trust you. I can trust you with the unknown. I can trust you with the unseen. So in the midst of my disquieted clamor in my heart, my mind, I'm going to stop. I'm going to shift my focus. I'm going to go lay it down at his feet, which is what Sam just said. I, I went last night. I laid it down at his feet. That's what we've got to do. We've got to stop 
recognize, hey, I've lost my inner peace. I've lost that. I'm, there's too much noise going on in my mind. It's time to stop, get my mind back on him. Praise God. Praise him for what he's done. Praise him for who he's been. Praise him for who he is. And when you do that, we start to magnify him and he becomes bigger than that thing, whatever that thing is today. So I want you to be encouraged today that you don't have to live in that. You might have bouts with it. It might be something you struggle with and battle throughout your life. But I'm going to tell you, it's not, doesn't have to become your identity. It doesn't have to be who you are. Don't take ownership of my depression, my anxiety. Don't own it. Say, you know what? I do struggle with this, but I trust God. I'm going to put my hope my focus back on him. So I'm going to pray for you quickly and we're going to let you guys get on with the rest of your day. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for every person that will watch this. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you that you give us peace that passes understanding. You're able to keep that thing that we commit to you. And so God, I pray that you would help us to trust you, help us to put our hope in you, help us to lay these things down at your feet today. The thing that we're carrying, that fear, that anxiety, that depression, whatever it is, God, fear of the unknown, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of, of loss, fear of whatever it is, God, whatever that fear and anxiety is, we stop today. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for what you've done. We praise you for who you'll be in our lives. And God, we put our hope back in you, the unfailing, unchanging God today. And I pray blessings over every person that watches this today. And we pray it all in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you Amen. guys. Thank you guys for watching today. Hold on, I'm still not used to switching screens. <laughs> um, thank you guys for watching today, Josh. Thank you for hosting today. We'll actually be with you again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, everybody, remember tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of the week. Um, next week, we'll probably make a post about what we're going to be doing. Next week's going to be a really busy week for us. So we'll get we'll let you guys know what's going on with the podcast every morning. Um, song of the day today, I just posted in the chat. Um, has been a huge blessing on me since it came out. It's Gyra from Elevation in Maverick City. Um, it's a really good reminder of God is enough to handle, you know, what we need. And it's a very, very good reminder to have. Like I listen to it as weird as it sounds. I listen to it almost every morning just yeah. to remind myself on my way into work. Like he's enough. That's my mom's you. favorite song right now. It's, it's, it's one of my absolute favorites. It's a great one. Um, sure. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in this morning. We'll see you all tomorrow. Hold on. I'm not ready for this yet. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.